Welcome back, H&H listeners. We're so glad that you've joined us today. If this is your first time listening, welcome to the H&H Hour. And um, we're so just honored that you would take time to click on that podcast and hear our voices. My name is Heather Taves. I am one of the hosts of this podcast, and this is my sister and dear friend, Heidi Bolt. Hey listeners, we're excited you're here, and I think that God is going to speak something specifically to you. So hang yeah. with us, and let's kind of see where this takes us today, Heather. Yeah, this it, you know, this podcast, especially our chats, are always such a mix of like crazy random things that come out of our mouths, <laughs> and then whatever God is speaking yeah. in that moment, in like that day. some lightheartedness, yeah. and then some like deep, real life stuff. Just some realness. Yeah. And you know, let's just be very real right now. The only thing I have on my mind today is mm-hmm. going and getting a spray tan. Okay. Why? <laughs> is it because we're in the middle of winter? Why is this? Yes, because, well, I've been working out yes. pretty consistently. And when you work out, you start to, like, you're like, oh, I feel good about my, you know, I'm yeah. feeling better about myself. Sure. I feel strong. And then you're like, oh. I'm so pale. I just would love a tan right now. And mm-hmm. I just, I, in the past, when I was younger, Mm-hmm. I would g- probably go and get, um, you know, go to a tanning bed. Yeah. But there ain't no way now. Uh-uh. <laughs> like, I am not going to enhance the wrinkle right. um, acceleration. I'm not going to accelerate the wrinkle <laughs> okay. process yeah. at all. So yeah. no spray, t- no no tanning beds. Yeah. But I would do a spray tan. Well, go for it. I Have know, you I ever think... done one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You should do it. The problem is they don't last very long. They don't. So I don't know if I should just go get a spray tan just to, like, be home and teach school. <laughs> You know what? If it helps you teach school better, <laughs> go for it. Oh, man. I think you could maybe get it right before like a date night or something and then there you'll you feel go. really fun about yourself. There you go. That's a good idea. And you're happy, you'll probably think it's fun too. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. So the sunshine would be lovely if it came back in a warm form. It would. My three-year-old wakes up every morning and he the first thing out of his mouth is, Mommy, the sun is signing. It means I can get up. Oh. And it's true. Like the sun, the the proof of the sun is like it's time to get going. Isn't it amazing you know? when the sun is shining? You just it really feels. I mean, obviously the sun is is shining. It's daytime, right? You know, it's always shining, right? <laughs> right. Science lesson. <laughs> but when it is not being covered by clouds, mm-hmm. isn't it amazing what it does to your spirit? Just lifts. It just makes everything feel a little bit. Better. Yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. Warm and mm-hmm. encouraging. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of the type of people I like to be around, though. Mm. People that when I see them, I'm like, you have just made my day better. Mm. You know, you've just warmed up my spirit and my soul. And don't you want to be that kind of person? Yes. Ugh. Yeah. Like when someone leaves, I don't want them to feel like I've just put a cloud over them. Yeah. I'm going to feel like I've brought some sunshine to them. I agree. You do that. You do that to me a lot. Thank you. You do that to me too. Should I sing You Are My Sunshine to you right now? If you want to. No, that's okay. (laughs) We'll leave that to your husband, Chris. The random singing on our podcast. The random singing. I wondered (laughs) if you would actually do it. Okay. So this is super exciting to me. Um, And I think to you too, because you are so good at celebrating other people's excitement. We are in my brand new office. Oh my goodness. It is so fun and cool. I feel like, yeah. So today I'm actually studying to preach at our church. Yeah. And I was in a public place this morning. My husband has the day off, so he's home with our babies. And so I got out the door this morning and I went to, I hadn't eaten breakfast. I'm like, I'm starving. I need to go eat breakfast somewhere. Yeah. And, you know, I'm in this season of this fighting this you know, autoimmune thing. And so I can't right. eat a lot of foods. Right. And so I was like, I can't drive through Starbucks. What am I going to do? So I went to this fun little eatery that we have. 
I was going to get some eggs and study. And it's a holiday. So it was like packed full so of people. Everybody was there with their kids. Everybody. So I like <laughs> scarfed down my breakfast and I'm like, where am I going to go to study? And then it hit me. Yeah. Wait a minute. Heather has a brand new office. Yeah. So I called you up and I'm like, I, I'm coming over. Can I use your office? And I love it. So I've been sitting here studying and yeah. I love this space oh. so much. Well, I'm so happy that you called because honestly, that's what this is for. Yeah. Like this, Chris and I had this vision. Um, we have a fourth bedroom in our house uh-huh. and it's been a guest room, but honestly, we don't have that many overnight guests. And yeah. so it really was not utilized. Yeah. And I have to, I have to tell you this because when we bought our house, um, we're four and a half years ago, we bought this house and we really, we had lived in this tiny little house yeah. for, um, eight years yeah. and I was so grateful for it. I loved it. I was mm-hmm. so content, but as my kids got a little bit older, they needed space. We needed an, an extra bedroom. We needed a yard you know, yeah. where they could run around and, um, God blessed us with this house. And yeah. from the moment that we walked in, we said, God, this house is going to be used for you yeah. and for people. Yeah. And we utilize every square inch. When mm-hmm. we bought the house, I didn't know we were going to homeschool. Yeah. So the basement was sort of just extra, but now it's our school room and we yeah. use it every single day. Yeah. Um, every single square inch of this house mm-hmm. is used That's except so cool. for this room, yeah. this guest room. And it just set, yeah. you know? And so Chris and I had this idea cause we both love to write. We both need space where we can kind of get away and quiet ourselves yeah. and we have lots of books and yeah. you know you when you're a book person you want your books to be seen right yeah and and out for you know for you to look at and think oh what should I read right, right. now and encourage you to read yeah, yeah. all yeah. of these things and so we were like oh we should turn our guest room into an office well that was a year ago we the first thing we did was bought a table yeah um, and then we had to get rid of a whole bunch of furniture that was in here. Right. So we did, and that's, that's always a process, you yeah. know, like who yeah. has time to <laughs> dismantle a queen size bed right. and a dresser <laughs> and figure out how to get rid of them. Find and, a place that takes mattresses. I know. Right. I mean, just like so many things. Yes. And then we had, um, two different house guests. Okay. So we had a house guest for one week and then we had house guests for several months. Okay. My sister, our, our sister Holly and yeah. her husband. And it was amazing. Yeah. So our office project got pushed back yeah. and we didn't really, um, that was fine. Mm-hmm. You know, it was totally fine, but we didn't get to it then at the end of the year, mm-hmm. the end of the year got really busy and, and honestly pretty heavy. And yeah. we just, it was not on our to-do list. Mm-hmm. So, um, the end of December, I forced myself to go pick out a paint color yeah. and I'd come up here and I'd paint like 15 minutes at a time. Yeah. Cause sometimes that's all the extra time right. I had. I got it painted. Um, we brought our table in, Chris and I hung shelves and my, dear brother and sister-in-law said they have a couch here's yeah. a couch for you they said we want to donate call it a contribution to your ministry and it's so perfect i know it's perfect for the room so it's not co- totally done yeah. there's some some knickknacks and accessories and stuff to be put in it but here's my point all of that to say this year is it, it we've talked about this last time it feels so much like something new is happening. Mm -hmm. Like God is doing something new in our church, Mm -hmm. in our lives, in people all over. We've heard it time and time again. And for me, this is so exciting to have this new place that God is using. And that's why I was so excited when you called because I mean, yes, this is what this is for. This is the purpose where we have this place where we can just, just seek God and we can write and we can study and podcast. Yeah. Well, Heather, it makes me think of kind of our own spiritual lives. I feel like so often we feel like something 
is lacking or needs to be made new. Mm -hmm. And we think it's because something doesn't exist. Mm. But God steps in and he goes, no, no, no. This place exists. Mm. I just have to recreate it Mm. for a different purpose. So good. And, you know, I think... The room was already here. The room was here and it was functioning Mm -hmm. in aspects that fit whatever season of life yeah. you were in, but now it's this new place and right. it's got this new purpose. Mm-hmm. And um, so I think that's really cool mm. that, you know, God in our own hearts and in our own lives, like whatever it is that we are in need of, like the structure is there. We just have to let God kind of redefine and mm-hmm. reformat, if that makes sense. Maybe that oh. just makes sense in my no, mind. No, no, no. That that, that's amazing. That's beautiful. Because I think so many times it can relate to gifts in you that yeah. God's put in you that maybe have, are there, but yeah. they're just stagnant. Yeah. You know, they're not being fully utilized. This room wasn't being fully utilized. Yeah. It honestly only got used to store Legos. Yeah. And like maybe three times a year yeah. when someone would come and sleep over. Yeah. Um, but now it's utilized fully. Yeah. And it's utilized in such a healthy um, amazing way. In a really that, impactful way. In an impactful way. Yeah. yeah that, so you and Chris are both preachers. You both um, study God's word and then present the word of God to people. Right. And so, I mean, what an incredible place that this is going to be part of God speaking direction mm-hmm. into your spirit for the people of God. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's really profound. Yeah. And to take it a little bit deeper, if I may. Please. Um, not that that wasn't deep. That no, was... I- quite deep. No, I, no, go for it. (laughs) I guess the word would be further to take it a little bit further. So I shared last, I think last podcast, maybe two times ago that the end of the year for me was very, I was very weary. Mm -hmm. And I would say that I used the word weariness a lot Mm -hmm. when people would say, how are you? And I'm honestly, I'm not one to just be like, oh, I'm fine. Right. I, I kind of wear my heart and my emotions on my sleeve. And so, um, I remember specifically to several people saying, yeah, I'm, I'm really weary. This season is really hard and I just, I'm exhausted. I'm mm-hmm. tired and I'm yeah. kind of ready to just step back from everything for a while right. in order to rest so that I can keep going down the road. Right. And, um, January 10th, Mm-hmm. So the beginning of the year was really powerful for Chris and myself. God spoke some really cool things to us and and showed us a lot of things and really renewed our strength mm-hmm. and renewed our minds because mm-hmm. of some decisions that we were making. Right. Um, and some some time to really just seek God and look at his word and hear, hear from his voice. And so January 10th, I had to take my daughter to gymnastics and I came upstairs to our office <laughs> Where all of our books were displayed on new shelves. Right. And we had just put those up the previous weekend. Okay. So like four days before that. And before that, all of our books had been in piles, vertical piles in our bedroom. Mm-hmm. And maybe this only makes sense in my head, but I just wasn't going to go sort through those books to find a book to read. Mm-hmm. Right. They were in piles. It wasn't easy. Yeah. But right then these books were sitting on my shelf with all of the, the bindings facing out. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh okay, I need a book for gymnastics while I sit at Juliet's Gymnastics. Here, I'll read this one. And it was Relentless by John Bevere. And mm-hmm. it's an older book mm-hmm. that he wrote. And I had never read it before. And so I took it to gymnastics. And the very first chapter that I opened up, I mean, the very first paragraph talked about weariness. Mm. And it talked about the um, 
how that is not who we are called to be wow. in Jesus. Like that is not... He in, just called you out. He called me out. <laughs> like the conviction. You're like, John. I know. As I'm sitting at gymnastics, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, Lord, I'm so sorry. Yeah. And I want to be very clear. It doesn't mean that I wasn't weary. Right. It doesn't mean that I wasn't tired and that I didn't need some rest. Right. I absolutely did. And that required cutting some things out and yeah. sort of repositioning some things in my life. My life. What it what the conviction was is that I had begun to identify mm. with the word weariness. Yeah. I had begun to put my identity in that. Focus on it. And and really name myself that. Yeah. Okay. Mm. And the name of the book is called Relentless. Mm. And the very next paragraph after weariness mm-hmm. is relentless and yeah. what it means to be relentless. And so I want to read this to you. And one of the things that I struggle with in my life is sometimes is who God has made me to be. And I don't struggle with who he's made me to be, but the the specific characteristics that he's put in me that sometimes I feel like can maybe come off a little harsh to people. Okay. Like overbearing, okay. if you will. And they're the synonyms of this word relentless. Okay. And here God was speaking it. And so sometimes I tone it down. Mm. Like, oh, my faith is too intense. Or my speaking is too intense. Or specifically because, when I preach. So like because you don't want people to think less of you. To think you're on the crazy train. To think I'm on the crazy train. Or yeah. like to be where it's too overpowering for people. And yeah. so they're like, you know, like when you talk to someone and they get right up in your face. <laughs> and you're like, whoa. That, like, step back. <laughs> that's too much for me. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not talking about a physical, yeah, I'm yeah, talking yeah. about how I come across, yeah. you know, that kind of that intensity. Sure. And, and I've, I've battled that. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, maybe I'm not supposed to be quite this way. I'm supposed to pull back a little bit. Gotcha. That's exactly what this book was saying. Like, you, we are called to be relentless. Mm-hmm. We are called to be in the gifts that God has given us, in the, in the way that we run through life. And it made me think of, I'm going to get back to that definition in a minute, but it made me think of this verse in Hebrews from, from Hebrews 12, 1. And most people know this. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Hmm. And I love the way the message says it. My kids are memorizing it this week. It's very simple. It says, strip down, start running, Hmm. never quit. Oh, I love that. And so Heidi, my word for 2017, Hmm. for 2018, Mm -hmm. we're in 2018 now. We are. (laughs) Is relentless. That's good. And what God showed me through this book and through his word was that this is who he's created me to be. Mm. What does it mean to be relentless? The term describes an attitude or posture that is resolute, persistent, and unyielding. Simply put, it does not relent. To relent is to become more lenient, to slacken, or even to concede. Some of the synonyms that help define relentless are adamant, rigorous, severe, uncompromising, unstoppable, tenacious. Other descriptions include constant, gritty, single-minded, steadfast, persistent, and stringent. Wow. And I know that you can be relentless towards the wrong things. Yeah, sure. And those words can take on a negative connotation. Mm -hmm. But for me, it was being relentless in the call that God has in my life, Mm -hmm. not letting weariness define me, Mm But being that relentless person that he's called me to be and mm-hmm. and not apologizing for the way 
that he's made me and how I pursue um, running towards him, running in the lane he's called me to run in, running with everything I've got, the race that he's called me to. Yeah. So Heather, through that season of weariness and then you kind of having that awakening, if you will, yeah. that you weren't going to let it, though it, though it was true, yeah. that you weren't going to let it define you and um, cause your mind to go down that path of right. that's all you are right now. Right. How did you, okay, so I, I think many people can probably relate to that. Yeah. Um, you know, parents and people that have demanding yeah. careers and, and just, uh, just life, life can get very, very, very heavy. Yeah. You know, I think, I even think of like um, college students, you know, the demand they have upon them to always be turning out papers. And right. um, so how did you get from that understanding of like, oh my goodness, I, yes, I'm weary, but I can't let it to define me to that place of going, okay, now I'm going to push forward. And yeah. I'm going to move forward. What did that look like for you in a practical sense right. and in a spiritual sense? Okay. That's so good. And I don't think there's a checklist that I can give that everyone can. No. It's not a formula. Right. Okay. Right. It's different for everyone. For me specifically, it was it was a couple things. It was one, um, we talked about this last time, mm-hmm. going on a fast. Mm. It was a, for me, it was a fast of social media. Yeah. But a fast is really... Um, it can be food. It can be it can be anything that clears your mind so that you can better hear God's voice. Mm, yeah. Anything in your life that you take out and you replace with time to hear and listen. Yeah. And and like I like to think of it as white space in your brain. It's so good. So for me, I cleared some white space in my brain because I went off of so- social media completely. And mm-hmm. that time that I would use on social media, I immediately thought, oh, I should. I should pick up my phone and I should scroll through Instagram. No, I should sit here quietly and listen for the voice of God. Yeah. And I I actually did that. That's so I mean, good. I'm still doing it. I'm in the month of January and I would sit on my chair and I would just be quiet. Mm. And it's amazing what, you know, oftentimes the voice of God is not this. No, let, let me rephrase that. 99.9% of the time, the voice of God is not this big, booming, loud voice or handwriting on the wall. Yeah. It's a simple thought that comes in and goes out of your mind. It's a, it's, it's like a whisper on your heart. Yeah. It's a, it's a feeling that you have. And so by clearing that for me, by clearing that space, I was able to really, uh, lean in more to what God was saying to me. Um, the other thing that I did, and it's similar to fasting, but I did take some things off of my plate and it wasn't immediate. It wasn't that I said, well, I'm going to stop doing all of this right now. I worked for over a year mm-hmm. developing people, mm-hmm. pouring into people yeah. so that I could take some things that I had been leading and that I had been running, Elaine, I had been running down. And then by leading them into that role, I was able to step back from it. Mm. So a year ago, God knew, and it's because I was being obedient and listening to right. him right. instead of just throwing the towel in on something and saying, hands up in the air, I can't do this anymore. Yeah, life hit, I can't do this anymore. Right. Yeah. I had already prepared for those people to take things yeah. off my plate. So, and I, I heard a podcast the other day, it was so good. And this, this woman said, I can't remember who it was, but she said, make a list of the things in your life that you absolutely want to do. Yeah. Okay. There are some things you have to do, Mm -hmm. but maybe it's, it's, um, you know, you absolutely want to cook dinner for your family Mm -hmm. every night. Maybe that's not something you, maybe that's stressful to you Mm -hmm. and you need to find a way to reevaluate what that looks like. And 
get on a, you know, a freezer meal plan with some friends so that you're not stressing every night about cooking dinner. And that's kind of what I had to do. Like, what are the things in my life that I want to give myself to? Um, and so that really helped. Um, and then Heidi, it was, it was renewing my mind, Mm -hmm. changing the way that I think Mm -hmm. it was, it was that conviction of the Holy spirit to go stop identifying yourself with this word yeah. and let me fill you let yeah. let the presence of god fill you up yeah yeah well i love that um you know the verse you just read it says that we have to do this by keeping our eyes on jesus yeah. it doesn't say you do this by turning yeah. your eyes to jesus this is by yeah. keeping and i think you know for maybe people do need to start by turning their eyes to jesus yeah. to be able yeah. to run with that's endurance right. that's and that's right. good and that's okay yeah. but for those of us that already have that hope yeah. of jesus and we're already running that race mm-hmm. that's set before us we do it by having to keep our eyes on jesus yeah, that's right and um you know i think this is, verse has actually been really profound in my life and it's been kind of a theme throughout my life of just going you know god when i feel the weakest your, your word says that's when your strength shows up and works the best. Yeah. And that's, to me, that's what endurance means is like, where are you drawing your strength from to yeah. do what needs to be done? Yeah. Um, and Heather and you talking about fasting, it's interesting that you talk about this book by John Bevere. So John Bevere is a, a pastor, an author. He's a dad, a, a grandpa now, mm-hmm. um, a speaker, probably many people listening have heard of him or heard his teaching. And um, he and his wife, Lisa, have a podcast. And, and it's interesting because just a little while ago, I was listening to one of their podcasts and it was about fasting. Hmm. And yeah. they they had some really, really good insight. And there's a few things that I wanted to share about it because um, I feel like it kind of helped redefine fasting for me. I, I know the purpose of fasting and I knew um, kind of what it accomplishes, but it almost reminded me of what it does. And Lisa was sharing that she said, you know, a lot of people see fasting as the opportunity to diet. Mm. And she, she said um, that it it helps create a, a new hunger in us mm. in the midst of abundance. Mm. You know, and so like here in America specifically, yeah. in cultures where we have more than we could ever need. Right. So much abundance. Where it creates that that need. Yes. That need for God in yes. a specific sense. So good. In the midst of abundance. It um she said it increases our sensitivity to God. I would say that has been I know you've shared, mm-hmm. but you know, it it would be easy for people to look at you head and think like, well, she's like already really faith filled. Why would she need more sensitivity mm-hmm. to God? And I think that's always the point, isn't it? Right. Like are we close enough to the voice of God that when he speaks we hear it firsthand? Yeah. Or do we have to hear it repeated by someone else who is close enough to him? Right. Like, I want to be the person right. that's close enough to Jesus that when he utters, right. I hear it. That, right. That's like, right. you don't have to tell me about it. Right. Because I've already heard that's it. That's right. You know, so I think that that's really cool. Um, she said it works humility in us. Mm. I think no matter how humble we are, we can always, oh. always increase our humility. Oh, right? absolutely. Right? Um. And it just, it talks about, she said it changes your appetite. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think she means like in a physical sense, mm-hmm. um, maybe in a physical sense, but I know for me, when I choose to take something out to replace it with yeah. God, yeah. it increases my appetite for Jesus. For more of Jesus. For the Holy Spirit. Yeah. It also, um, I think, um, opens your eyes to the things in your life that maybe were 
sinful or yeah. maybe not, maybe not even sinful, but just a little off, yeah. you know, and like all of a sudden you might see something or read something or hear something and you're like, oh yeah, I know I don't want to participate in that, yeah. you know, cause it, it, it brings some clarity to yeah. that thinking on things that are pure and right. Yeah. And then I love that she said this, she said, um, fasting, it's not about how you look, it's about what you see. Hmm. I thought that is so true. You know, it's fasting is not a diet. Yeah. It's not about losing a few pounds to fit into the the swimsuit or the, the wedding yeah. dress or whatever's yeah. coming. It's about like how we see. Yeah. And it's back to that eyes on Jesus. Yeah. Keeping our eyes on Jesus. And um so, so I think, good. you know, we didn't even we weren't initially gonna talk about fasting no, in this we weren't. podcast, but it I think people need to know like Fasting is something that Jesus talks about in the Bible. He doesn't say like, if you do it, he says when you do it. Yeah. And, um, but he also doesn't, it's not mandated that it has to be food. Right. You know, like they're- Or done a certain way. Yeah. Like Mm -hmm. there's people in my life that, that physically are not able to fast food. Right. So they have to find things that they can fast that work in their life. Right. You know, or I think of like a pregnant mama or Mm -hmm. a a woman that's nursing, like she has to have food, but that Mm -hmm. doesn't take her out of the spiritual discipline. That's right. Of being able to fast and focus on Jesus. And I think it, uh, one of the things that to me is what's something in your life that's taking up so much time that it's keeping you from your eyes being on Jesus. Yeah. And when, if, if that is an actual thing in your life, it's an idol. Yeah. Right. Cause an idol is anything that you make bigger than God. Yeah. And so what is simply put, what is taking up most of your time right now? That's, you know, I'm not talking about like taking care of your children. Please right. do not fast <laughs> taking care of your children. Yeah. Please do not fast going to work. Yeah. But you understand what I'm saying? Right. Is it Netflix? Is it social your media? Optional things. Is it yeah. binge eating? Mm-hmm. Is it, um, going out to lunch with friends all of the time? Yeah. Is it, going out at night with people, right. you know, where you really need to be home being quiet. I, these are just very like off the top of my head thoughts, but what is it in your life that's keeping you mm-hmm. from really keeping your eyes on Jesus? Yeah. So, and one more thing I want to say about this book. It's just because it's such a cool story. My husband, Chris travels a lot for work and in July he was in South Africa mm-hmm. and he went to a church down there. Mm-hmm. And as he was walking out of the church, he felt the Holy Spirit impress upon him, speak to him, and say, go into the bookstore and buy something. Hmm. And he was like, huh, it's kind of random, but okay, I'll obey. So he went into the bookstore and he bought this book. Oh, wow. And it's a used copy because it's an older book. It was written in 2012 and it was in there on their bookshelf in their used bookstore. And he bought this book and he brought it home and he put it in our pile. Wow. And this book ended up on our shelf this past weekend, yeah. which I picked off of the shelf and God used to speak to me so clearly yeah. and to really propel me forward into this next season that God has mm-hmm. for, for me. And I love how God did that because he spoke to my husband. My husband obeyed. Yeah. This book was here for me to pick up and read and for God to speak through John's words, John Bevere's words into my heart. Well, and I love that you say that, Heather, because people ask a lot, like, how do you hear the voice of God? Mm -hmm. What does that look like? Is it, is it audible? Is it not audible? What is it? Is it a thought? And, um, like God speaks in so many different ways, so many ways, you know, in this instance, using written words Mm -hmm. in printed form through a man you've never met personally through your husband's obedience. Right. It, you know, just right. that could feel so random, yeah. but to God, it's so strategic. Yeah. Like he's so in the details yeah. of our lives. All these threads being woven together yeah. to accomplish his purpose right. in our lives. 
And it's not just happening in your life. It's mm-hmm. happening in all of our lives. Mm-hmm. We just have to see. Yep. Again, eyes on Jesus. Uh, yep. If our eyes are on Jesus, we're going to see the works he's doing. We're going to sense the works he's doing. We're going to understand that mm-hmm. like his voice is being uttered constantly. Yeah. And we're just having to pick up on it, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, mm-hmm. um, like tune in to the right channels in our mm-hmm. lives, yep. clear away the static, clear away the, the things that can distract us mm-hmm. to go, okay, God. And for you, you were creating that space by going, okay, I'm not going to scroll Instagram. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to read a physical book. Mm-hmm. And that's when God spoke. Because normally at gymnastics, I'd sit on my phone. Sure. And look through my phone. Yeah. And my, my brain would be filled up with everyone else's stuff. Yeah. Instead... God spoke to me clearly. And it, I'm not kidding when I say I really do feel like it was catalyst for the next year, the next, I don't know how long, Yeah, maybe, maybe many years, maybe 10 years of just that reminder. Cause, cause what I'm doing is I'm writing all of this down Mm -hmm. and I'm going to go back when I start to feel that weariness creep in, or I start to go, Oh, and I want to use that word again to identify my Mm -hmm. character and who I am and, and, and my identity. I will go back and I will read this yeah. and I will be reminded of God's promises and his speaking in my life. Yeah. And um, that is powerful. It's so powerful. It's powerful. Yeah. Well, and I love, we've said this before, but again, you know, just we can't afford to have thoughts in our mind about ourselves that God doesn't have about us. Yeah. Because then we're not trusting the one who is truth, yeah. you know? So. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he really did just... It was like he just reached in and just wrapped his arms around me and said, all of this heaviness and weariness that you feel, that you feel, I'm going to take and I'm going to fill you up. Yeah. I'm going to put new strength in you. Mm-hmm. It's not your strength because I didn't have any left. Yeah. I was ready to call it quits for a while. Yeah. And he just said, no, because this isn't about you. Yeah. This is about my strength. Mm, so good. Yeah. All right. So if you can relate to anything that Heather's talking Mm -hmm. about, just know that there's so much hope in the name of Jesus and that he knows exactly what you're walking through. You know, you may have people that you've tried to talk it out with Mm -hmm. or work it out with, but like eyes on Jesus, you know, create the space, whatever that looks like to, to let God speak to you and let God renew you. And, and follow those promptings, you know, they're yeah. just, yeah. they're just like thoughts that come in for me most of the time anyway. Yeah. It's just like a thought that comes into my mind. And then when I act on it, mm-hmm. then it's almost after I act on it that I go, oh, that, that was, was God. God. Yeah, absolutely. It's that obedience, yes. right? It's, yes. it's taking that step of obedience before you fully know. Yeah. And sometimes I think we wait until we're like, oh, well, that absolutely was God. And then I'll, then I'll act on it. Right. Obey first. Yeah. And then get that confirmation after. So good. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're keeping them short in January, Heidi. Yeah. I think that's fine. Yeah. I'm good. Yep. It's switch it up. Switching it up. <laughs> new new room to record in. Um, we just, we have a lot of, of time this month or we're spending a lot of time praying, praying and seeking God and just making sure that we're moving in the right direction with this podcast. Yeah. So yeah. we're just going to keep these short, sweet little chats. Yeah. And um, I'm excited though, because we've got some really awesome guests. We do. For down the road. Yeah. Yeah. We sure do. Well, you guys have a good day. And if you need to reach out to us, please do. We're praying for you and just believing that God's got really, really good things in store for you in 2018.